What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Hoops with Kev Luke, man. We are back at it again today, Thursday, February 1st. I hope all you guys are doing well out there. Hopefully, all you guys are staying safe. It's the first of the month, and I just want to tell you guys to know your greatness. When you get up, when you first get up and you look into that mirror every day, I hope the first thing that you see and tell yourself is that I am greatness, right? Know your own greatness. The best relationship that you could possibly have is the relationship that you have with yourself because that relationship sets the tones for all the external relationships that you get yourself into. So just understand and know for a fact that you are greatness. You are here for a reason and you are here for a purpose. But as always, I'm sending y'all nothing but love and let's get right into it. So today, I got to talk to you guys about probably the most surprising team in all of Kyle's basketball this year, and that is none other than the Texas Tech Red Raiders down there in Lubbock, Texas. Now, I'll be honest with you guys. I had no expectations for this team whatsoever, just because you got a new coach. He's in his first year. I never really put too much stock into a new coach's first year. But Grant McCaslin and his staff have done a wonderful job. So if you don't know Grant McCaslin, he was recently at UNT, which is the University of North Texas, out there in Denton, which is not too far out of Fort Worth. Shout out to the 817. And they won the NIT last year. They had a successful season. They had Tyler Perry, who's now the point guard at Kansas State under Jerome Tang. And they won a whole bunch of games playing in Conference USA. And with that, of course, Texas Tech fans already know you had the Chris Beard situation where he left. He took the bigger job at Texas. No offense. I know it, sh- it just is what it is. Texas is a bigger job than Texas Tech basketball. It just is what it is. And then you bring in Mark Adams, who they pretty much promoted from Chris Beard's staff. And he was tumultuous. He just did not have control of his locker room. The players weren't buying in. They lost a whole bunch of players from Terrence Shannon to Kevin McCuller. And it felt like Texas Tech basketball was just about to go back to being irrelevant. But now... You got Grant McCaslin. And in his first year, as we are currently talking right now, as I'm currently speaking to y'all right now, Texas Tech has a record of 16-4 and overall. They are 11-0 and on their home floor, and they are 5-2 and in conference play in the Big 12, which in my opinion is the toughest conference in America. And they are sit- sitting in second place only behind the Cougars of Houston led by Kelvin Sampson. And I'd be lying to you guys if I thought this Texas Tech squad would be this good this early because what people don't understand when a first year coach takes a job at a big time program or any program for that matter at the collegiate level you usually take the job in the spring right after the end of the previous season and you don't have enough time to really go into the high school recruiting ranks and snag a bunch of players you really have to just go into the portal and piece together your roster and that's exactly what grant mccaslin did and right now his team is clicking at the perfect time And it's crazy that they're literally at the top of the Big 12 on February 1st. I would have never expected that whatsoever. But when you just watch this team, they play a tough, disciplined, disruptive style of defense, which Texas Tech has been known for, especially under Chris Beard. But now with Grant McCaslin, you have that. And offensively, they play free, they play loose, and they play like they've been together for the past four years. But that's not the case at all because, again, this team – is made up majority of transfers, but just some stats, some team stats as a whole before we get into the roster. Right now, they lead the Big 12 in three-point percentage and free throw percentage, which is 
some of the best recipes that you can have to win on your home floor and on the road, and especially on neutral floors come March time. They're second in the conference in assist to turnover ratio and field goal percentage as a whole. So that means, again, they're playing unselfish. They're playing for one another. They've bought into Coach McCaslin's scheme. And right now, they're clicking on absolutely every single possible cylinder. And sadly, they lost one of their players, Devin Cambridge, who originally started his collegiate career at Auburn. He spent last year playing for Bobby Hurley. I don't know the exact injury. I couldn't find it, but sadly, he got hurt not too long ago, and he's out for the year. Luckily, he does have that extra COVID year, so I expect to see him back in a Red Raider uniform next season. But we're sending all the love, peace, and prosperity in a fast and quick rehab for Devin Cambridge because he is a big-time player, and he did a lot for them on the defensive end of the floor especially. But getting into this roster, Pop Pop Isaacs, to me, is the biggest star in college basketball that barely anybody talks about. This dude is averaging 17.4 points per game as a sophomore. He had 32 points on their home floor against a tough and gritty BYU team led by Mark Pope. And with that, my favorite thing about him is that he is an absolute flamethrower. He got the catch and shoot three down. He has the mid-range game. He has the floater game. He plays patiently. He could shoot a lot more shots, in my opinion, but he doesn't. He knows how to get shots in the flow of the offense. You rarely ever see him settle unless it's literally an end-of-the-shot-clock type situation. He just plays a great brand of basketball. My favorite thing about him is he loves to throw those skip passes that keep the defense on their heels. So say he's on the right wing, he'll throw that skip pass to the left wing, and that will have the defense completely rotate and off balance and off kilter. And those passes end up being easy opportunities for his teammates. And so Pop Pop to me is just a complete hooper. He knows scenarios, right? He's just got it. He's from Las Vegas. He went to a few different high schools, went to Wasatch, went to Coronado where Jaden Hardy went to, and he just gets it. And for him to average that many points as a sophomore says a lot. And you got to give him a lot of credit too, because he committed to Texas Tech because of Mark Adams. And instead of hopping in the transfer portal, he decided to stay and buy into what Grant McCaslin was preaching. And now he's reaping the fruits of his benefit right now. And you got to give him a lot of credit for that. So shout out to Pop-Up Isaac. He is a fun, fun player to watch. The other player that decided to return goes by the name of Kerwin Walton. He was actually a highly heralded recruit out of the state of Minnesota. He went to Hopkins, which is a big-time basketball program on the men's and women's side because they actually are the same high school that produced Paige Bweckers, who, of course, is a star right now playing for Gina Ariyama out there in UConn. And Kerwin Walton spent his first two seasons at Carolina, didn't really work out, couldn't really find himself, couldn't really find a role. And then he transferred last year to play for Mark Adams as well. They had an up and down season, as I already mentioned, and he decided to stay again. Instead of going into the portal, he decided to stay with Grant McCaslin. And right now, Kerwin Walton is shooting 51% from the three-point line. To me, he might be their best pure shooter when it comes to just a strictly catch and shoot situation he might just be their best shooter on the squad and that's saying something because this team is stacked with shooters and so moving on though the rest of the squad again is majority made up of transfers and so let's get right into it the first one is honestly one of my favorite players because i've watched this dude's entire collegiate career play out because he started his career off in the big 10 and he goes by the name of joe toussaint originally from new york Played for the PSA Cardinals, which is a big-time EYBL program out there in the Big Apple. Went to 
Iowa, played for Fran McCaffrey for three seasons in Iowa City. And then last year, I almost forgot, he spent a season in West Virginia playing for Bob Huggins out there in the Big 12. And so this year, he decides to finish up his collegiate career at Texas Tech. And the thing that I love about Joe Tucson is that as a player, he knows himself, meaning he never plays outside of himself. He's a tough rugged defensive-minded guard that understands pace he understands when it's time to speed it up and he understands when it's time to slow it down and get into the offense and try and generate a good look and my favorite thing about him is he plays off of two feet like this dude he just has a knack to getting into the paint when you get into the paint you collapse defenses but joe toussaint he knows how to get into the paint and play under control a lot of guys that get to the paint they kind of just want to rush up a shot or pass out quickly but joe toussaint he plays off of two feet meaning both of his feet are eligible to be a pivot foot and he knows how to use those pivots to get guys open and that's the thing that you got to love about him he's the emotional leader for this team he just gets it he's a straw that stirs the drink in my opinion and he's just a tough rugged hard-nosed point guard and he's not a great scorer even though he's averaging double figures this year he's not a great scorer like that he just knows the opportunities in which his team needs him to score and that's the, the the marking of a really good point guard is you understand when your team needs you to facilitate and you understand when your team needs you to score. And Joe Toussaint does a good job at blending out both of those things, and that's why he is a big reason of why this Texas Tech team has had as much success as they have so far this season. The next guy, another transfer, goes by the name of Chance McMillan, who actually played his first three years at Grand Canyon for Bryce Drew, coincidentally is the younger brother of Scott Drew, of course, at Baylor. He played there, down there, for three seasons. And Grand Canyon, for those of y'all that don't know, historically has been one of the best mid-major programs in the entire country down there in Phoenix. The Lopes, it feels like year in and year out, Grand Canyon is really good. They're really good this year with Tom Grant Foster. Shout to him, by the way. But Chessman Millen was there for three years. And for this Texas Tech team, he comes off the bench, but he is instant offense. He's one of the best microwave scorers in the country because his coaching staff has full faith in him to just – take any shot he has the one dribble pull up from the mid-range he got the catch and shoot three he could pull it for three in transition he's a pretty underrated finisher at the rim as well and he just understands when it's time to shoot and he does not hesitate whatsoever i love his form i love how he gets his feet set he just is a super composed player that is wired to score and wired to go get a bucket and he is going to be a problem i think he should have one year eligibility left i could be mistaken but this year, he has been a major piece to what Texas Tech has done. And then my favorite player on this team, I think is probably not just the most underrated big man in the country, but probably just one of the most underrated players in the country as a whole. And he goes by the name of Warren Washington. He is a seven-footer. And when we talk about dudes that have been in the transfer portal, this dude started off his career at Oregon State, playing for Coach Tinkle. Then he spent three years at Nevada. And then... He was at Arizona State last year playing for Bobby Hurley, and then he finally made his last choice and decision to play for Grant McCaslin in Lubbock for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And the thing that I love about this dude is that he does everything that a coach usually asks out of a big man when it comes to rebounding, playing hard, getting up and down, protecting the rim, having good hands. But on top of that, he is an excellent passer. I watched their game at Oklahoma. They went to Oklahoma and beat Porter Moser and the Sooners. And this dude, Warren Washington, had a couple plays that I was like, wow. The average big man in college basketball does not 
make and is not capable of making some of the passes that Warren Washington makes. He got the them backdoor bounce passes. He understands rhythm and timing and where his teammates are going to be. And again, it's such a big luxury as a coach when you have a big man that can pass because that's not regular. I know we see it at the NBA level with the Joker and Alperen Shangun and DeMontis Sabonis and a couple other guys, Bam Adebayo, but at the college level, you rarely see that. And Warren Washington is a high, high level passer. And so I love his game. He just does everything. Again, he knows how to protect the rim. He stays out of foul trouble. The only knock I could have on him is I wish he would be a little bit better of a free throw shooter. He's not bad. He's just not really consistent at the same time. And if he can get that going because he's going to get hacked a lot as the season continues to wear on, him making free throws could be vital to this team. And so shout out to him, though, because he is a big-time player. The next guy and the last guy who I'll talk about is Darion Williams. Now, Darion Williams, to me, he's Mr. Do-It-All. And he's another guy that transferred in. He was at Nevada last year, played for Steve Alford. And this dude... Again, he just does it all. He's Mr. Do-It-All. He rebounds. He defends. He runs the floor hard. You can run your offense through him. You can post him up. You could put him on a few different parts of the court, and he can just make plays happen. Right now, he's shooting almost 40% from the three-point line. He's averaging seven rebounds, and he's averaging one steal per game on top of that. To me, he might be the most important player on this team just because of all those things that I just mentioned, and he's consistently playing hard, and he's only a sophomore, so he's going to get – two more seasons in the Big 12. And Big 12 coaches are going to hate and respect this dude at the same time because of everything that he brings to the table. And with him on the floor, Texas Tech is just a better team. And he kind of got thrown to the fire a little bit more because of the injury to Devin Cambers that I mentioned earlier. But because of that, he's benefited from that greatly. And you got to give him a lot of credit for that. So shout out to Darion Williams because he's a dude that just whatever coaches ask out of him, he's going to get the job done. You could throw him on the other team's best offensive player. He's going to more than more likely than not, if he doesn't lock him up, he's going to make their life much tougher than what it would be with another defender on him. And so just when you watch this team, man, they do a lot of fun things. And again, they struggled early off in the season to find out who they were and get an identity. But that's what happens when you have a first year head coach and you're trying to piece together a roster with so many transfers. And they lost some tough games. They lost to Villanova at the Battle for Atlantis down there in the Bahamas in a tough game. They lost at Butler at Hinkle Fieldhouse, which is one of the toughest environments, not just in the Big East, but in the entire country. But now, slowly but surely, since Big 12 play has kicked off, they're starting to find it. And they're starting to get that chemistry, that camaraderie, that cohesion, that buy-in. They're playing selflessly. And they just know how to win, whether it's on the road or on their home floor where they're undefeated. They're starting to figure it out. And they have some good wins. Again, I already mentioned they went to Norman and beat Oklahoma. They went to Austin and beat the Longhorns of Texas. They beat BYU on their home floor again, where Pop Pop Isaacs had his career high 32 points. And they still have a gauntlet of a schedule left. I'm not going to lie. They play Baylor twice. Luckily, they don't they don't go to Fog Island Fieldhouse this year. Kansas only plays them once in Lubbock. They go to Iowa State. And I told you guys about them Cyclones. Iowa State is really good this year. Of course, Hilton Magic is one of the best venues in all of college basketball. It's one of the toughest venues in all of college basketball. So they got to go to there. And then their next game, they have a rematch. Excuse me. They have a rematch versus TCU. Their last game, they lost versus TCU in Cowtown, in Fort Worth. It was a tough game. They were right there in the end, but TCU just pulled away. They made some bigger plays towards the end of that game. They got a good team, by the way, too, but they get a rematch later in the season versus them. And their next game is on Saturday. They're going to play West Miller in the Cincinnati Bearcats. 
That should be a good game. Since he's like a middle tier Big 12 team, probably middle tier, closer to the bottom tier Big 12 team. But all in all, the fact that Grant McCaslin and this team are having this much success early on in his tenure at Texas Tech is a great thing for college basketball because we all know Texas is a major hotbed when it comes to basketball talent. I know Texas historically is known for their football because it's a football state through and through. Football down there is a religion. Trust me, I know. But at the same time, they've done a really great job at producing hoopers when it comes to Jimmy Butler, Tyrese Maxey, Kay Cunningham, Julius Randle, Chris Bosch, Lamarcus Aldridge, just to name a few. But Texas Tech, man, what they're doing right now is special. And again, Pop-Pop Isaacs is a star. He has two years left. You're going to have multiple years left of Darion Williams. You're going to get back Devin Cambridge possibly next year. You got guys on this team, man. You got dudes. And I will not be surprised if they go on a run when they get into the NCAA tournament because they are more than built to it. You got two guards that know how to play, that play off each other. You have really good defense. You got wings that can catch, shoot, dribble, do all those things, and guard at a high level. And you got a big man who you can run your offense through, and he's a big-time rim protector. So please, if you have not gotten a chance to watch this team, watch this Red Raider team because they are fun. And right now, alongside Houston and Kansas, who I think is going to turn their season around very, very soon, Texas Tech is part of the cream of the crop in the Big 12. And again, I'll be honest, I did not expect Grant McCaslin to have them rolling the way that they currently are in his first year in Lubbock. So big salute to the Red Raiders. Wreck them. With that being said, as always, I appreciate you guys for making it this far. Please like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, share, all those great things. I appreciate y'all. Y'all stay safe out there. Y'all enjoy your weekend. Make the most of this month of February. And as always, peace and love gone.